the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, throughout these Jessima Sundays so far, we've considered the Reformation themes of grace alone and scripture alone. We did so by way of the parables of the labors in the vineyard and the parable of the sower. And now today on Quinquagesima Sunday, the last Sunday before we enter into Lent, we consider the Reformation theme of faith alone. We do so by way of the gospel. Here Jesus describes with incredible detail what's going to happen to him at Jerusalem. To the twelve disciples, he says, for the Son of Man will be delivered over to the Gentiles, will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon, and, being, and after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day, he will rise. Now with these words, we see that Jesus isn't surprised by what's going to happen to him in Jerusalem. He's going to the cross deliberately. And not only that, his death is divinely ordained. God wanted it. It was God's idea. God planned and promised that Jesus would be betrayed, would be mocked, insulted, spit upon, whipped, killed. And then on the third day, he will rise from the dead. And he would do all of this in order to take away the sin of the world. To take away your sin and mine. And what God had ordained, purpose, planned, wasn't hidden for centuries either. Jesus goes on to say in our text that everything written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. The Old Testament scripture speaks of Christ and his passion. The prophets throughout the centuries had promised and waited for this moment. However, to Jesus' words, the disciples understood none of this. The saying was hidden from them. They did not grasp what was said. This is interesting because Jesus' words are clear. Nothing that Jesus says is confusing or ambiguous, and yet the disciples understood none of these things. The fact that the only person, the perfect person they only knew, ever knew, would be treated in shameful way was simply unthinkable. So they understood none of these things. Jesus' words were hidden from them. They didn't grasp his sayings. In fact, you could rightly say that the disciples were spiritually blind to Jesus' words. We've heard these words before, haven't we? These words of Jesus foretelling his passion. And yet, don't think for a second that you know them too well. That you don't need Jesus' words in your ears constantly. Look at the disciples. They physically walked with Jesus. They physically saw his miracles. They physically sat with Jesus as he spoke these words to them. Even two times before this. And yet while they heard Jesus' words, they didn't understand them. 
focused on what they wanted for Jesus and for themselves. They were spiritually blind to Jesus and his sayings. Now it's here in our gospel where we see a blind beggar. His name is Bartimaeus in other accounts. And being physically blind, you could imagine that Bartimaeus must have suffered greatly throughout his entire life. Unable to see the world around him, he couldn't provide for himself. He was completely dependent upon others for help. And yet, as is common for those who have lost one of their senses, the other senses become heightened. Bartimaeus' ears were attuned to everything that was going on around him. And so hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what it meant. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And with these words, Bartimaeus gets excited. Word of Jesus' miracles and preaching must have fallen upon his ears at some point. And so, in faith, Bartimaeus cries out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Without physical sight, Bartimaeus sees Jesus with eyes of faith. He knew and believed that Jesus of Nazareth wasn't simply a rabbi or prophet. Having heard what was written about the Son of Man by the prophets, Bartimaeus knew and believed that Jesus is the promised Messiah. Jesus is the one who would come and redeem man from sin and death. And so Bartimaeus cries out in faith, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. A spiritual blindness of the disciples was also evident in the crowd as they rebuke him, telling him to be silent. In many ways, we shouldn't be surprised by this. This is what the devil tries to do to us, to make us silent before Jesus. And he does so by telling lies. God doesn't care for you. He doesn't hear your prayer, your cries for mercy. He doesn't want to be bothered by you. Keep silent. And yet, over and against this opposition, Bartimaeus isn't silenced. In fact, our text says, he cries out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Faith led him to cry out to Jesus. Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. Literally, what Jesus is saying here is, see again, your faith has saved you. Bartimaeus' faith saved him. Because the object of his faith was Jesus. Bartimaeus clung to Jesus. He trusted in Jesus as his Savior from sin and every evil to body and soul. 
And immediately Bartimaeus recovered his sight, revealing that Jesus is the promised Messiah, revealing that he is true God in human flesh and blood. And Bartimaeus followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Fellow redeemed the great ignorance of the disciples, of the crowd, of the blind man's physical condition, all this testifies of a blindness which is at the state of every man and woman born of Adam. Unless God gives you sight through His Word, you're blind to eternal truths. You're easily governed by what you see with your physical eyes. Apart from God's Word, we're blind to the depth of our sin. We're blind to the eternal death that we deserve because of Him. Apart from God's Word, we're blind to the forgiveness that Jesus has won for us through His death on the cross. It's no wonder why St. Paul writes in his first letter to the Corinthians, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discern. And so it is that God would have us see that our greatest need is that of sight which only He can give. On account of sin, we're blind beggars with nothing to offer. We can't save ourselves. In the face of sin, He would have us cry out to Him, Jesus, Son of David, Have mercy on me. This is our constant prayer. Our daily prayer. Our cry to Jesus for mercy never stops. And yet as we cry out for mercy. Jesus speaks a word that opens our eyes to see his love for you. Consider what St. Paul writes In our epistle for this day, love does not insist on its own way. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. These words are written about Jesus in love for you, in love for this dying world. Jesus bore all things, becoming sin for you. He endured all things, drinking the cup of his Father's wrath for you. Just as he said, he was delivered over to the Gentiles for you. He was mocked, shamefully treated, spit upon for you. He was nailed to the cross and killed for you. And yet, just as he said, on the third day he rose again for you. Hello, redeemed through his crucifixion and glorious resurrection from the dead, Jesus has redeemed you, a lost and condemned person. He's purchased and won you from sin, from death, from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death on the cross so that you may be his own. And the fact that you believe this, the fact that you've been given sight 
to see Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, it's not due to your own wisdom. It's not due to your own reason or strength. The fact that you're no longer blind is a gift of the Holy Spirit. He's called you by the gospel. He's enlightened you with his gifts, his word and sacraments. He's sanctified you and keeps you in the one true faith. And so it is that you have every reason to rejoice in the sight that God has given you. And to go forth from here and to serve the Lord with gladness, as you heard in the tract for this day. And not only that, but as the blind beggar wasn't turned aside from his cries for mercy, so also you're not to grow weary in crying out to God and asking Him for help in your times of need. Even now, Jesus is interceding for you. Even now, he's on his way, not to Calvary, but from Calvary, to serve you with his word and sacraments in this place, to bestow upon you what you need the most, his forgiveness, his life, his salvation. He bestows upon you that which strengthens and preserves you in the one true faith throughout all the struggles and trials of this life. Fellow redeemed, as we're about to enter this penitential season of Lent, don't think for a second that you know Jesus' passion too well. Reason will never believe that it's necessary. But through God's word, you've been given the eyes of faith. And faith believes Jesus' passion. And it rejoices in it. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.